How yeah. are how are you? The Absolutely money, wonderful. The money lady. I started with would you rather be rich or wealthy? <laughs> 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 Which one would you rather be? Would you rather be rich or wealthy? Well, that depends. Let's just hop into the interview and then maybe we'll get to it at the end where you, co where you coach me a little bit. <laughs> tell us, break down for us. Tell us, as a financial planner, to you, what is the difference? What is being rich and what is being wealthy? Well, rich, when you say rich, if you look at the word rich, um, it's it covers a, a, a square, a big umbrella kind of thing, right? Okay. okay. Under rich, rich is something you could be rich with health, rich with money, that's what people think. But richness covers everything, your health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, and of course your emotional health. And there's wealthy underneath it, which is your financial wealth. But when you're wealthy, just the word itself has something sweeter to say. It's all like you're, you're just, it's more soothing. It's not, you know, you know, there's two kinds of people that are rich. Those that are, okay. I'm braggadocious and I'm wealthy, I'm rich, I'm rich, I have money. And those that are wealthy, you say they have all money. They have a calm about them. So a wealthy person does not have to have money like only. They have they have something that is deeper than money. They, they have a class, they have a, a wholesomeness. They come over, they're soothing. Okay. The rich person might be what you'd call nouveau rich, which is meaning in French, they just got rich. <laughs> <laughs> so nouveau, nouveau is the French word for new. Uh -huh. So it's new money and the wealthy they have, they have grace. It doesn't only ah. come with money as opulent. So you can be poor and be rich and, have, and be wealthy. You can be what you consider financially poor, mm -hmm. but you have an air about you. When you enter a room, I turn towards you. So that's another thing, right? It's a great... So, so let me see. Let me see if I understand this. Uh, those that are rich, if we define them as new money, they are the ones that have a lot of uh, outward accoutrements that voila, show you voila, they have a lot voila, of money. <laughs> that show you they, they have a lot it, of money. <laughs> yes, they, they, it, it has to show up. They, everything is, the, the hat is bigger, chapeau is bigger, yeah, the chains yeah, are bigger. Yeah. And, and they, they, they walk like they're carrying the money, they're rich all over their body. It's a load, right? Uh -huh. And the person who is wealthy just, okay. they glaze, they kind of just, you know. You can't tell whether or not they have money just from their outward appearance. You might think they have money when they really don't have that much because of the way they, <laughs> it's, it's the way they glide into the, everything they do. There's so, so much is, grace. What is the difficulty with getting clients, okay, with getting the people that you coach onto a plan for their finances? Well, if they come to me to coach, they have already scaled the difficulty because the difficulty they're in it. Okay. They're already having a problem. So when they come to me or they see me or they want me, mm -hmm. that means they know I can help them be the hero in their life. 
I can make the, I can encourage them to succeed. I can put them on the right path. So it's never a difficulty for me to get them to come to me. It's it's rather simple. Because my first thing is that you can do this. All you need, all you, all you, you never, nobody told you that you should. Nobody told you that you could. Nobody taught you how. But this is the time that you are making a choice to learn how. Yeah, because the, the one thing that I was always told uh, growing up regarding money was save. Save your money, save your money, save your money. But does saving money help lead us to be in wealthy? Of course. But it's not, it's not, you see, there are two things big time money gurus do. Okay. And then parents do the same thing. Oh, just save your money. But it's like if you are female, right? And so uh -huh. am I. So here is this female, here is that female. But we have no name, right? If you don't give your money a name, it will not stay with you. If somebody keeps calling you, hey, you, would you, would you go to them? Your money mm -hmm. has energy and money <laughs> has energy. So money goes where money sees money. You know that. They say money follow money. We all know that. Why do you think it does that? It loves to have friends. It wants to have companion. Money has to be harnessed. So save money is not enough. How to save the money and, and what to do with the money. So we make money and we save money. And when we save money, we must invest money. And when we invest money, money multiplies. So the first thing you have to do is why. Know why you, you want to save this money. Okay. What is your purpose? Your why? To save money. For what? Give it a name. For my annual vacation, to buy a home, to put in my 401k, my, my retirement fund, to buy a house, okay. to be debt free, to pay off my debt. If they have to have little names. If not, they will go astray. They won't stay with you. So save money is not enough. And unfortunately, for someone who has gotten in debt, money is not taught, taught of is not taught at home. It's not even talked about at home. So when they come to me, I know nobody told them about money. So I feel them. I said, I know you. Nobody taught you about it at school. Nobody told you at home. It was whispered about in the house. Oh, don't tell the children that we really don't have much money for, for Christmas. So it's a whispering thing. Right. Don't talk too loud. Right. The kids will hear you. Right. Because, so, I mean, as, as a child, that whispering... Uh, I mean, I could read. And one of the things that I read as a child was, well, I always read the newspaper. So I saw the house that we were living in for sale because the taxes hadn't been paid. There you go. But my mother was, was you know, was whispering about it and, and trying to rob Peter to pay Paul and pulling ends together. As if, you know, being a 10, 11-year-old child, I didn't know these things. The way you see, nobody taught her. So, so nobody, there's no one telling you you, you you can. There is no one telling you what you can do. There is no one telling you how to do it. No, husband and wife sometimes are afraid to talk about money. Uh, the school I went to, the nun said to us, when poverty walks through the door, love flies out the window. So as soon as there is no money, people start hating people and people start blaming people. 
And then as a child, you're hearing that. You go to school, you're not, nobody's talking about money. Those who have bring lunch, those who don't have, have no lunch. And that's all you know. You become an adult, you get a credit card, and you go, wow, <laughs> I can use that thing forever. Nobody's watching me. Everybody it's all got, mine. Everybody I, got that credit card for that free T-shirt in college. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And, you know, the banks are so well-trained. They know us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, mm -hmm. I keep saying, when you come to the bank, my job is to give you that credit card. I don't particularly care who you are. Because when the more credit cards I give you, the bigger the, the, the gift that I will get, the bigger the vacation, the bigger the bonus. So it's my job. But now, but why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is that we continue, generation after generation, to pass down that lack of knowledge in, in an area that is, is so significant to our well-being? Because we choose not to mind our own business. Mm. We do not run our finances mm. like, we, like we run a corporation. Okay. And that is the first thing we must understand. You're, you are a company. If you have a family, you have a CFO, you have a COO, you have a, you have a chief financial officer, you have a okay. chief operating officer, you have a medical doctor. Everybody's in that organization. And we have to run it like an organization. We have to know we are failing, failing and we have to call a, fam, a, a meeting of the board of directors and all the subordinates and say, hey, we are failing here. Come, what can we do to stop failing? But we, we hide behind it. Everybody's afraid of talking about money. And then they go to church and the pastor tells them to thrive. He's wearing a Prada shoes, driving a, BM, driving a BMW, and they cannot pay the rent. They're giving him 10%. And they said that God will send it from heaven. He stopped giving manna after the Israelites had left Egypt. He stopped that manna pouring down from heaven. Thing. You have to work for it. So you have to be... You have to understand that you have to run your finances like you're running a business. When I ran a bank, if I was not going to meet my target, I was told eight weeks into a year, hey, you continue running your branch like this, you're not going to meet your target and you won't get your bonus and this and this and all the things I won't receive. So I had to, you know, change things around. I had to call a meeting of the entire staff. We are not doing too good right now. We are going to fail. We are going to be the last in the district. So what can we do? So we just have to learn to manage our finances like we man that they manage a business. We have to. Okay. I heard you mention earlier in one of your lives that uh, fortune favors persistence. Yes, it does. Fortune favors persistence. Yeah. What does that mean? That means that... If you are persistent continually, fortune will be there. Where, where the person persists, fortune must follow. It has to. Because you are telling everything else, do not bother holding me down. I have no intention of stopping. So the only thing that is left is wealth and riches and fortune. And, they, and that's what you want. But the, the dragon that is pulling you down, the dragon that is telling you you can't do it and you stop, the dragon sometimes is your own mom. The dragon is your dad. The dragon is your sister. I remember watching Oprah once, mm -hmm. and she said her father told her everybody in her family, in her mother's family, is fat, so she would always be fat. Mm -hmm. And she said that on TV. 
And he told her that. And well, what can you do with that? So that so is that something? So what does she? What would you do? You somebody? You would just say, okay, I give up. So fortune is another word like wealth. It's all that's good, right? Okay. So when the the critics criticizes you, and the critics kick you down and tell you can't do it because you're black, because you have an accent, because you have kinky hair, because your eyes are uh, uh, almond shape. And yes, I have beautiful mahogany skin and I have almond-shaped eyes mm -hmm. and white, nice white teeth and pink gums. Yes, I do. So you have to know that, though. If you do not know that, you're going to sit back and take that person's rubbish and make it part of your life. So you stop trying or you stop doing. It's not even trying. You're already in action, so you're doing. You stop doing. And fortune will not follow you. But if you persist, you must get what you're looking for. So I hear you saying that persistence will gain, right? Where in there or, or does sacrifice play a part? What sacrifice? That is what people, that is, I, I, I had something to do with my coach once. And I said, and she said, Tessa Marie, you have to understand, you know, the sacrifice or the struggle. I say, it's not a struggle. I say, it's the words we use that make it a struggle. Life is not a struggle. We use, we use words that are not impeccable. And if we use exquisite words, it's, it happens to be something in your way. It's in your way. So if something in your way, what do you do? You push it out of your way. You find a way to push it out of the way. Many people read the Bible until they're green. They look like they're green. And they heard that Joshua blew horns and the, and the wall fell. Mm -hmm. But they didn't say he struggled and he hit the wall with a stone. He just had trumpets blowing. And the, the sound and the energy from the trumpet caused the wall to fall. Okay. So you have an obstacle. Something is in your life. And you overcame that obstacle. Why is it still a struggle? You left the struggle behind. That's why you are where the struggle was. It was in your way. You found a way. So, oh, I struggle. Well, you know what you did, but no, you're not. Why are you telling me about it again? <laughs> so words matter when it comes to building wealth. Words, words predict your future. Wow, okay. You prophesy every time we open our mouth, we're prophesizing our future, not our neighbor's future, not our sister's future. So when you say something that's not nice to me, it has nothing to do with me. It's all yours. You created it, you hold it, you send it out there, it boomerang right back to you. Because what you don't know is that this morning when I woke up, I looked in the mirror and I said, Hey girl, you look, you look good today. <laughs> I have already decided I was marvelous. Words have power. And until we clean up our act with our words, so, and, our, and the way we look at each other, why are we pushing our lips to touch our nose when somebody is wearing a miniskirt at 17? And because I'm 50 years old, and now I'm looking at a 17-year-old wearing a miniskirt, I'm looking at them down. You forgot? Go look in your album. Your minister was shorter than that. Yes. Look at her. Yes. She will get out of it. Leave her alone. This is the time. You know what I mean? I don't understand yes. why we do this. Yes. Yes. Leave I them do. alone. 
Because they did it. They did, one of them, you was Michelle. Yeah, they, was. Did, they, did it, they did it to us, right, Michelle, yeah, during that had, time period? They didn't only that. have a mini skirt. They had a platform shoes. So you mm -hmm. saw everything. Mm -hmm. And now they're looking at her. Look at her. <laughs> Don't, I stopped a woman. I said, stop <laughs> doing this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, why are you doing this? You're already hurting yourself, not her. And, she and, doesn't even know you're doing this. And, and, but depending on where that elder is in the circle of that 17-year-old, she's setting the trend or the pattern for her negative soft talk in the future. Well, that is why we need to get our, our the, the children early. And when they are doing it and they're, and they're being a bully or they're being bullied or they're telling somebody else, you're not pretty, your hair is short, your hair is kinky. Oh, I don't like red hair. Why oh, you look carrot top? You have freckles all over your face. Mm -hmm. well, we have to tell them no. We have to teach them to use impeccable words. Yeah. They can yeah. only yeah. use impeccable and exquisite words if we tell them, if we talk to them like this. Yeah. I have a, 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 a well, she's going to be three, a granddaughter. And when she comes, she goes, oh, here you are. And it's because she heard me saying that to Yuko and she picked it up. So whenever she meets me, she goes, oh, here you are, Grammy. <laughs> and, she, and she's turning her body. So she knows those words. And the first thing I taught her was to look at someone. I said, this is pretty. So she learned. I, I, I got her to look at the words and see pretty. Mm -hmm. And she would, then she started to notice things that were pretty. And she would tell me, pretty? And, but you have to use words. So this word about a child is telling you, this is scary. I am scared. It, you don't say, don't be scared. You have to say, what is scary? Find out what is scary. Let them tell you what is scary. Because that scary now, and the way you, you address it, will enable them to tell you when something is not nice in their life later on. Without knowing, they will not be judged, and they will not be told, it's, not, it's okay. You see what I mean? So it's up to us. That's how we can change it. Okay. So in the last few minutes, because I, I want to be respectful of your time, I'm only going to keep you 30 minutes. That's okay. You can do what you want. I, <laughs> I want you to coach me, right? <laughs> and tell me, let's, first, first of all, let's set a baseline. And I say, okay, um, let's say age 50 okay uh -huh. debt let's say um hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt okay and let's say there is nothing saved for retirement okay so it looks doom and gloom yet okay yet i want to build a business which requires investing in in, in building the business versus investing in say a full 1k and I have people saying, uh, no, no, it's too late. It's too late. All of the money that you have needs to go into uh, a retirement fund. What would you coach me, all right, to put in the other ear or as affirmations to say to myself every day to build myself up to follow my dreams versus listening to all the negativity? Okay. So there you are, 50 years old, 100K in debt want to start a business, have no savings at all, and everybody you know is telling you, put everything you have into the 401k. Right? Right. That's your scenario. Yes. So you come to me with that and I'll say, okay, so 
The man who fried his first piece of chicken at the age of 65 was Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Okay. And there are a few others. Henry Ford had grade four education. Hmm, he was still buying his cars. And True. We, we are still buying his cars. <laughs> his cars. Um, <laughs> you know, he, had the, he was facing an impossible dream, mm -hmm. and he did not let that stop him. Nope. So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is not to, you cannot help those people, those yeah. negative nilies or whoever they are, you can't help them. So you have to focus on you. You have to know for sure and ask you what it is you really want, what it is you desire, not so much want. Mm -hmm. And I would start getting you to change your words. So instead of saying, I want my own business, I desire. So the minute you chase from want, want to me is like something with no bottom. Because no matter what you say, mm -hmm. you're always going to say, I want to do this. I want mm -hmm. to have my own business. Okay. I desire okay. to have my business. So my next question is, what are you doing to get this business going? And you might say to me, well, I... I I, I have it in my mind. I, I want it. I'm listening to, to this, but everybody, it seems impossible. You know, Tessimari, I have all that debt over there. I said, okay, so that debt over there gave you an education over here, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, then that education you have is your passport into your future. What are you doing with it? What are you trained to do? When last you wrote about that dream, that desire, and then I will get you to get this, the, a, a goal-setting journal. Where is your journal? When last you wrote about your dream? Okay. Your dream is your creation. You have a child. You're pregnant now. You just got pregnant. I know Michelle is over there screaming because she does the, the setting the goals. and, and Well, and look at this. I, I created this. The goal-setting journal. Okay. So I have that at Amazon. So I, that's what okay. I do. Okay. So you, get, it does, you don't have to have this one. As long as you have, who was it? Yesterday I was talking to a friend and she had a little black book this size and she told me this is her, what she's writing her, her goals in. And I said, are you crazy? I said, if it is valuable, choose the best. And the, the, when you go to choose your journal, you must make love to it. You have oh. to caress it. The cover has to feel oh. you. Oh, and right you have now. to use a blue ink pen. Why blue? Most millionaires were made using blue ink. Oh. They were creative. It's right there in my journal. It's just, I said, use a pen, preferably with blue ink. The magic happens when you use a blue ink as the color blue is aligned with gold setting. It's all around us. The sky is blue. The water is blue. So she has a little black book and a pen. So I told her, ditch that. And you have to write your goals down every day. You have to enlarge on them. You have to be audacious. You have to, every day you should be taking action steps to reach these goals of yours. Every day. You already have the debt. There isn't anything you can do now except hope and you have to pray, pay it. You must pay it back. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You have to. Not even if 
you, you call to claim bankruptcy, they don't even allow it, but you must pay it back. So you, what you right now, your concentration is on that business. Where energy goes, where attention goes, energy flows. Every day, the one thing you have that is enabling you to, to start working on that goal is to be grateful. Okay. I am happy and grateful I am educated. I'm happy and grateful I was given a student loan. I'm happy and grateful I can dream the impossible and audacious dream I have to make this business of mine. You have a dream in your head, which is your creator. Okay. You created it. It's your child. These people want you to abort your baby. That's why they're telling you not to do it. But you cannot abort the baby. You have to give the baby life. You have to take care of yourself so you take care of the baby. You should taste it. You should speak about it constantly to yourself. You should speak about it to the person who tell you, girl, I know you can. You get a coach, you get a mentor. You stand in front of the mirror and you stare into those almond-shaped eyes of yours and you okay. say, somewhere in there, I know I must do this. Every day. At the beginning, it will be so, it will so, be so intimidating when you look in the mirror and you're looking into your soul and you're finding out what you want. So when you start to write in your goal-setting journal, you date it, you have your name, the date, and the time. And you ask and you say to yourself, where am I right now? And you describe it. What it is, what it is I desire and why I desire it. You write that down. And every time you're taking an action step, you're going to ask yourself, it is in there for you to find. It says, saturate your life with your desires. Then there's one that tells you, are my actions in this moment aligned with my goals? Mm. What I'm doing now, is it going to take me closer to my desire or further away? Okay. So, you, so that's what you're doing. You're, you, your only job when you are awake is to think of this thing. And when you go to sleep, it should be the last thought. When you wake up in the morning and you jump up, you're jumping up so you can go write it out in your journal. And you have to do it every day. And you can do it as often as you want. But if you start giving it gratitude mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you start acknowledging it and looking for opportunities, and then the magic happens when you're doing all of this, then this shows up. This is a tiny idea. This is a thought. You've been working on trying to manifest this dream, this desire of yours. Okay. And all of a sudden, a little funny idea comes into your mind. Write it down. But follow the idea. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the key. Whether or not to listen to that small voice on the inside. That yes, gives that, you that, that idea. That is giving you that little bit, write it down. If you do not do the small action steps, how can they give you a bigger piece to do? When you turn on the headlights of the car, it only shows you the first 100 yards. You must drive the car to that 100 yards so you can see the other 100 yards on the journey. Every step you take, every journey has one step to start. You don't take that step, that step you're not getting anywhere. 
So I have to make you concentrate on your desires. I am not in a position to criticize you, the negative people. They are critics. The critics don't count. They have never tried. They have never done anything. They're only critics. That's why they're critics. They can look, but they have never done the work. So I'm your coach. I, I personally don't care. I don't want to hear about them. They don't matter. And you have to know that yourself, that they really don't matter. So now that you know they're critical, mm -hmm. they're always going to sit on the sidelines with their, their, their skirt between their legs and waiting for you to come home and tell them how a horrible day you had and how you're still dreaming on the gold. And they will <laughs> tell you you should let it go. So yes. because of that, you need to shut up. The thing is, sometimes we talk too much about our desires and our dreams and our goals to people who do not understand us. Mm. Giving, and, big, giving big dreams to small minds. Yes. You are expecting... You have a pint and you expect to pour that pint. You have a gallon and you expect to pour that gallon into somebody that only has a pint. It's a waste. It's going to fall all over. You are giving your big, audacious, magnificent dream to put in a tiny little brain. It will not fit. You will lose it. And then they will say to you, I told you so. I know you couldn't do it. Mm. I told you you were wasting your time. Remember when I told you that? So since you know those people, why are you discussing it with them? Okay. All right. So to make sure that, to wrap up and to make sure that I heard you correctly, we initially we started with you explaining to us um, the difference between rich and wealthy. <laughs> and that and that money has a money is energy money is energy money is energy and money flows where it is yeah money follows money and Once, you will notice when you save money mm -hmm. and you have a savings more you will automatically feel a need to do it more is the money talking to you mm -hmm. You know, so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Then, then to uh, if you have a dream or a goal, make sure you have a goal journal. Yes. Write in it every day, and your writings must be progressive, not standards. Like you can't write the same thing every day or the same thing five hundred times. Like like some teachers used to make us do when we were in school. Okay. It is progressive. Give the date. Give the time. Give what you're working on at this particular time, and explain how that action is moving you toward your goal. That's right. Okay. And then I have... And use a blue ink pen. Yes. And use a blue ink pen. And I have um, remove negative thoughts. Don't think about your goals or your energy in terms of sacrifice, but think about it in terms of abundance. And accomplishment. Abundance and accomplishment. You're doing it. The minute you start writing in your journal, you can't say, I'm trying anymore. You're not trying anymore. You're doing. This is the first action step. So you, I'm doing it. I am working towards my goal. Mm -hmm. So you have to acknowledge. Do not say, I'm trying. You're not trying. Just, just look at, just listen to the word. Can you say trying without feeling pain? You say, <laughs> no. 
No, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Yeah. But the, even it, say I'm doing it. It it kind of told it kind of the connotation is a struggle. It is, yeah. Whenever you say that, what comes up within you is a struggle. Yes. Yeah, because I'm trying. It, it doesn't sound like you're accomplishing or completing anything. It's like, it's like you're stuck. Yeah. But if you say, I am working towards my desires, I am taking the action step of making it clear to me what I desire to do today. I got this tiny little thought today in the journal that I should phone this person, that I should check something out on Google, okay. that I should ask a question somewhere. So you take that action, you do that, and, and it will lead somewhere else. Today, I did this. You see what I mean? Yes. And then the other part that is magical is when you start saying, today I observe the proof that the law of attraction and gratitude is working in my favor. The law and somebody, of And somebody called me and told me what to do. So I also developed a book called The Book of Proof. Okay, hold on one, one second before we move into that. I need you to repeat why a blue ink pen. We have a question. Why a blue? A blue yes, why a Most, blue ink pen? <laughs> the majority of multimillionaires were, were created from, and all of their work were always in a blue ink pen. Then when we look at our energy of blue, blue is constantly above us. And blue is water all around us. The oceans, all the oceans and the seas are all blue. Blue is the strongest color for energy because the water has energy. The skies have everything in it. And when you use the blue in pen, it is giving you that energy towards that goal that you're writing in a book that you love. The book has to favor you. Yeah. You have to have things that are magical with you that are miraculous with you because you have something unique you're creating. Because I say every color has a language. It has something that it yeah. communicates to us. And blue is a color that communicates trust and calm. Trust so, and, and so, grace and prayer. So as you're writing with that blue ink pen and you're connecting to the calmness of it, and, and trusting, building that trust for yourself as you read it over and over, you get that calmness and your trust for yourself and you'll build with the confidence to continue to follow the dreams and the goals that you're writing yes. in that goal journal. Yes, and your, your journal is from a tree. It still has energy of that tree in it. So it's all energy. We are all part of energy and we have to align it so we make it the best we can for ourselves. And we can't stop. We have to be persistent. Even because, when you because fortune follows persistence. Yes. <laughs> and and even when when something is broken, sometimes it needs to be broken for you to see the crack. Is when there is a crack you can see the light, right? Mm -hmm. So if a relationship is broken, it's only when you the relationship is cracked, you say, Oh my god, it's only when that happened I could see the light, I could see what it really was. Mm -hmm. So you need to continue, even when you're stumbling, you have to get up and use everything in you and start again, you must. And eventually, fortune or what you're seeking will say, okay, obviously you, you refuse to fail. Obviously you cannot, you, you, you don't get it. Right, so right, I relate. right. You take what you want. 
The earth is yours. <laughs> take it. Take your fortune. Have it. Have it. <laughs> because you have said to it, no matter what you throw at me, I shall have it. And you and when you're when you're in that time that people call struggle, that's when you have to speak like this. When the time that things are difficult, you say, you know what? Bring it on. Because I am putting you on notice, I am not stopping. I have to have this. Yes. And 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 people say, Well, why do you do that? You have to talk to what you create. Sometimes the dream, the goal, the desire has the answer, but you haven't communicated with it. And you when you're exasperated and you do not know what to do, mm -hmm. you can say to you can say to the creation that you have, you know what, what do you want? What it is that I need to do to make you become a reality in my life? You can actually do that rather than ask your friend who's hoping you fail. <laughs> Point taken. We often, we often look for support for those around us, but those around us do not have that dream or that goal. They will never get your, 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 version, your vision yeah. of the yeah. version. Yeah. Unless, unless you put yourself in that dream circle in, in a circle of, of unicorns or, or or as lisa nichols says gladiators that yes. actually feel and think the way you do and they have similar goals yes they have they know what it is to see the vision of your vision yeah. but you're trying to tell somebody this is my vision and this is my version they cannot see it it's again it's a pint and you're trying to pour a flipping gallon into a pint you're wasting time, effort, and energy. It won't yeah. work. So leave them alone. You don't have to hate them or not no. talk to them. You just have to preserve <laughs> what is valuable to you. You have to cover it. You have to lock it up. Put it in a safety deposit box. They're coming over for dinner. Hide yeah. your goal-setting journal so they don't see it and open it and begin reading it and laughing. You have to enjoy them and their circle. Just as they are. So, for instance, if you if those are your friends that you work with, or those are your friends that you go to the movies with, then that's when you that's what you enjoy in that circle, work and entertainment. But you don't share or talk about what you're building. No, you can't unless they have a vision of the version that you're seeing, and they have to be. You know, it's the thing is that we know you know. We know, the, we know the people we shouldn't have talked to, but somehow we just have to go tell them. And, and it's when we leave, our shoulders are touching the ground. I had a young lady who had worked with me for a year to get her by herself a condo. Wow. And she had the appointment to go meet the real estate agent okay. on the Monday. And her uncle showed up at her family's home visiting on the weekend. And she called me on Sunday night and she said she's going to cancel the appointment with the realtor. I said, why? Because I knew she had saved the money for her down payment and everything. Mm -hmm. She said, well, I have to think this over. My uncle was over and he was talking with my parents and then he convinced us me buying a condo is a silly thing. I have to pay maintenance. And if I buy a house, I wouldn't have to pay for maintenance. So I listened and I said, so you're going to buy a house? And she said, well, I have to save now to buy a house because mm -hmm. I, you know, I can only afford a condo. Mm -hmm. I also have to get a better job. I have to make more money. So then I don't know. I said to her, so your uncle 
told you that. She said, yeah, he was, you know, he really was really adamant about this condo. He doesn't like them. I said, so your uncle has his own home. She said, no. I said, so where does he live? He rents somebody's basement. <laughs> so then I said, well, Maya Angelou told me once. <laughs> Maya Angelou said to us once that if a man does not have a shirt and he's telling you where to go buy a shirt, you have to consider this really strongly. <laughs> Consider the source. You know. Consider the source. <laughs> so, I I said, you know what? It's your it's your goal. It's your dream. Um, but think about it, right? Yeah, cause my <laughs> my I, being from the south, there's a lot of those old adages or old wise tales, and my grandfather used to say all the time, you know, be careful taking advice from people who are not where you want to be. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? That is so true. Because if you are I am where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I can tell you how I got there. Right. And what I did right. and give right. you a hand. I might have left a rope hanging on the top of the ladder that you can pull to climb right. the rest of the way. But he, yeah. he, he rents a basement apartment. But anyway, yeah. she, she, she got her senses and she did get her condo. Because they could, they could be talking to you from a place of fear. Yes. But they, the could be talking to you, they could be talking to you from a place of regret. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know. But you see, the point mm -hmm. is, when you have a house, you have more, actually, more maintenance than a condo. Yes. But we do not put value on the time we spend shoveling the snow, planting the flowers, cleaning the roof, <laughs> washing the windows. And, and, and you can't go on. When you're single and you're a young professional, black young professional woman, and you come to me, I want you to be the, at the top of the list. I want you to drive the best possible car. I do not want you to have an accident, not an accident, uh, a breakdown on the, on the highway, on the I-95, and because of your car. Yeah. I want you to go on vacation and love the door. You do not have to ask the neighbor to pick up the meals, to shovel the snow, to cut the grass, to check it for thieves, to make sure the furnace is turned on. You have a condo. You are a young, independent, black woman with a career and you're going on vacation, the thing is you want to just turn the key and go. Mm -hmm. And that was her plan. That was what she was, her plan was. You know, so now she's married, but the condo equity gives them the house they're in. And this is what I guided her and her husband, fiance at the time to be mm -hmm. after they, you know, she got with him. So the condo is being rented. The condo was never sold, mm -hmm. but the condo had grown so much in value that there was equity which she took out of the condo, put towards a down payment for the family home. She has a son that will be two sometimes this year, and, and they have income coming from the condo. Building blocks. Yes. Building so, blocks. Yes. So mm -hmm. savings, hadn't she saved the down payment, she couldn't have bought the condo. If she hadn't bought the condo, she could, they couldn't have bought a house. And the condo will always be heavily mortgaged because you can write off the expenses. Whereas the family home, you can't write off those expenses. So you have to pay it off. <laughs> so they, they are constantly can feed off this condo into getting another, another rental property. You know, nice. so... Nice. But well, Tess, you have really dropped a lot of gems today. Thank you, you, have, you have dropped a lot of knowledge on us today. A lot for us to, to I, I have my notes. 
a lot for us to, to. I, I like how you call me the money lady. I never thought of myself like the that. The money lady, that's right. The money lady. <laughs> where are you? I never even asked you where, what part of the states you're in. Washington, D.C. Oh, you're in Washington, D.C. Yep. And you're actually in Washington. You're not yes. in Maryland. You're not in Virginia. You're in Washington. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's wonderful. Yep. And so, and you, and you, what are you, what is your career going to be? Your, your entrepreneurship. My entrepreneurship, um, I love interviewing people. <laughs> I, love, I love taking people's stories and, and pulling out all of the juicy tidbits for everybody to learn and to grow. <laughs> it's funny. My coach, I have a coach who had said to me once, um, you are the person that needs to be interviewed. You're not <laughs> the person to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And that, that brings me to a, a point. One, one question before we conclude, right? Does it take... We mentioned to get rid of the negative words, right? And sacrifice is a negative word. Where in there would you put the word courage? Courage is, comes, courage is from being disciplined. So if you have no discipline, you cannot be courageous. So, for, so you to, for you to have courage, you must discipline. It could be only in one thing. Okay. But you, so for example, I wake up every day at 4.30. Ooh. And I, I go to bed about 9.30 or 9. <laughs> but did y'all hear her say 4.30? Did y'all hear her say 4.30 in the morning? She gets up out the bed. Okay. okay. Yes. Got it. And, and my reason for doing that is because I, I love that time of the morning. And of course, it's not easy waking up at 4.30. But I have gotten accustomed to it. So the alarm goes. So everybody says, Woo! if you have your phone, keep it in another room so that you have to get up to get it. But I love the idea that it's, my alarm is right there. I must turn and do it. So that is being disciplined. Okay. So I get up and I get up. So I swing my leg over the side of the bed and I'm up. Does it take courage to go from being rich to being wealthy? Of course it does, because again, you have to have discipline. Okay. You have to decide how you spend that money. Why do you need this? And what is the purpose of this journey to be wealthy? How do you get the, 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 well, the grace of wealthiness? To be wealthy, you have to have a certain type of grace. And, and then you look at the money as what you can do to teach others to do the same. So you have to have, if without discipline, you cannot develop courage. Because courage is something you have to develop because you, courage, lack of courage is fear. Fear will take away your discipline, right? Mm -hmm. If you're fearful, yes, I'm not yes, trying to do that. No, no. You, you, you will find excuses and you will fall on your excuses every day. Every day. Yeah. But if you decide to lose weight, and every time you see the ice cream, you're going to have it. And you, so you're saying, you know what? <laughs> I bought it already. I might as well eat it. <laughs> so if somebody hey. says faith over fear. Faith over fear. Faith, faith is, over yeah, but fear. But you see, you cannot, when somebody says faith over fear, you have to say faith in what? 
faith in I can do it. You have to, it's not to say faith in God. God is not going to come and give, take away the fear for you. You have to take the action. You can pray and ask God for guidance, yeah. but faith over fear. Faith in what? Yeah. That I gain too much weight? Is that faith is okay because I am not afraid that I gain weight mm -hmm. and I'm diabetic. I'm not afraid of that. Or should you be? Well, with that, I will leave them for food for thought. Tess, thank you very, very much for this, for this interview. We could go I, on for hours and hours. No, we can't. I have, I have my show at seven. <laughs> <laughs> have, and I'm sitting in the sun. The sun is coming through the window. I'm right there. The sun is right on my face. I'll, I'll, I'll have to book you to come back again later. But thank you very much for your time and all of the gems that you dropped for us to meditate on so that we can improve our lives. Well, I have to say I commend you. You're a wonderful interviewer. And Thank you. Go, you'll do great. You have, you're professional and you have your questions and you stay on plan. Good job. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So have a wonderful um, evening and thank you for having me on. I really, I'm really, I really enjoy this. Thank uh, you. We have to do it again sometime. Anytime. All right. So take care. Bye-bye.